extra special blessings of God. And just say, Father, I'm going to hear about it, but let me be a partaker myself. Not just special blessings, the extra special blessings of God. Father, we receive the extra special blessings. And I receive it on behalf of everyone present and everyone listening on and everybody that will join us. Thank you, Lord, because there's enough blessing, extra blessing to go around. None of us will miss ours in Jesus' name. Say amen. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you were blessed to be in church on Sunday? You remember the word of the Lord. Wholeheartedness to God through wholeheartedness to a man or to a woman that is assigned to us. On Sunday, I was very excited to break it down because the devil doesn't mind half-truth because it does not deliver the blessing of God. So I had the opportunity to give the other side of the truth so that it's now balanced word. I started out a few weeks ago talking about wholeheartedness towards God. And wholeheartedness is what makes a man a man or woman after God's heart. And we all embraced that word. We got excited. But little did we know that you cannot claim to have a wholeheartedness towards God until you demonstrate that same wholeheartedness towards some people that God has planted in your life, representative of him, that if you do it to them, you do it to me. If you don't do it to them, you have not done anything to me. I showed you in the scripture in 1 John when it says, how can you say you love God whom you don't see when you don't demonstrate that love to your brother whom you see? And a lot of people received the word and a lot of wise people said, now this sounds more like God. You cannot claim anything towards God that you do not demonstrate on the face of the earth. At most, you're religious. But to be effective in our walk, whatever God says you should do to me, you must do to somebody else. For instance, God talks about offerings and gifts in the house of God. But do you know that if you give offerings to God, you don't give to your parents, your offerings are questionable. Because in the days of Jesus, some people said, what I will have given to my parents, I have given to God. And said, don't you ever say that. That what you should have given to your parents, you are given to God. If you do not, let me tell you, Grace Assembly, bless your parents. You have not started knowing how to bless God. The place went quiet. Are you quiet because you're guilty? Or are you quiet because you're just finding out? Why are you quiet? Pastor Etefa, why are they quiet? Can somebody enlighten me? You cannot say you bless God if you don't bless your parents. It says, don't say what I have given to God, I have given, what I have given to my parents, I have given to God. He said, don't say that. Now you see that I'm in the spirit. There are quite a number of people that are quiet because you have not been blessing your parents. Meanwhile, you say you bless God. And by the way, as much as you have biological parents, you also have spiritual parents. Maybe that's the reason why some prayers are hanging. May God show us the right way so that he can bless us in Jesus' name. Now, I took my text from Ruth chapter 1, and I think I read from verse 4 to 18. And I'm sure, do you remember the story? Remember the story, so we don't have to read it again. Now, Ruth was a woman that you describe as a loser. She was a loser by every standard. How can you get married and your husband dies at a young age? You didn't have any child. There's no even record of pregnancy. And your brother-in-law too died. Your father-in-law too died. And all of the three women were now rovers. It's the definition of a loser. But at a point in time, her life changed. And we, we cataloged it and we found that the time she began to show wholeheartedness to Naomi, shortly after, her captivity was turned around. And guess what happened? 
She married a prince of God, a very wealthy farmer, very respectable man. And by that reason, this time around, her barrenness gave way to fruitfulness. Somebody under the sound of my voice, something will break for good. Her barrenness was not registered this time around. She gave back to Obed, and Obed gave back to Jesse, and Jesse gave back to David. And she became the grandmother, the great-grandmother of King David from being a loser. I want to ask a question today. Supposing she never showed any wholeheartedness towards Naomi, what could have been her story? Do you know, it doesn't matter the problem you start with. If you demonstrate wholeheartedness to God, you become a man after God's heart. And you know what God does to people that after God's heart, God sorts them out big time. All the virgins, she was not a virgin, she was Tokumbo, fairly used, and bad record, engine to knock, all kinds of things. She, God put her from the back to the front. All the virgins in Israel, Boaz walked past them and picked the one that you say, what he, engine, is, they've changed the engine. The body itself is not before follow come. All the kind of panel beating. Imagine how the virgins felt about her. How did you do it? Somebody under the sound of my voice, God will take you from the back. The last will become the first as you receive the word of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you understand how important wholeheartedness is now? I want to ask another question. Supposing she sat in Moab. Telling herself, I'm wholehearted towards God. Hallelujah. I'm wholehearted towards God. Hallelujah. And so, but she was not wholehearted towards the person that God wanted her to demonstrate what she claimed she was doing to him. He wanted her to demonstrate it to somebody. Supposing she sat in Moab telling herself, I'm wholehearted to God, but never understood or agreed. Or do it to the end in terms, I'm talking regarding wholeheartedness to Naomi. What would her wholeheartedness claim? To be wholehearted towards God, what would he have profited her? Somebody help me, please. Why are you shaking your head? Somebody help me. Will he have amounted to much? Pastor Etefa, do you think you'll have amounted to much? So you can sit in Grace Assembly and say, I'm wholehearted towards God, but you're not wholehearted towards somebody that God has planted in your life. That is what God is trying to teach us. Now, I have in my notes some comments. Ruth, against all odds, was blessed beyond her wildest dreams. It was all because of her wholeheartedness towards Naomi. There's nothing else said. Boaz didn't know whether she could cook. Boaz did not know her antecedents, her parents, nothing. All he knew about her was her wholeheartedness towards Naomi and I'm going to prove it. You know, can I speak to the young ladies? You dance around the place, you wear ankle bracelets as if you be an Obanje, you do all kinds of things to catch the attention of man, but if you demonstrate wholeheartedness to the right person, trust me, it's a done deal. Uh, you know, I've seen these things. They wear rings and chains in their nose like this, in their waist, in their ankle, everywhere, just seeking attention. Baby, can I tell you, no be that a correct man they look for. All the young ladies are doing like this. Quote me, put it on the internet and say, PFP said, those rings, <laughs> they're bondage. Just go and be wholehearted towards God and towards the person that God has assigned to you. Do you still love your pastor? Yeah. Ruth, oh, thank you. <laughs> Boaz was not impressed by those things. It didn't matter whether she was Tokumbo or fairly used or engine to knock. It didn't matter. God said, this is the one. How do you marry somebody that has married before? The husband died young. She didn't even get pregnant. What a, it, is, it is a disaster. When the Bible says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. 
And the people said, God has done great things for them. That's the story of Naomi. And if you're here, you need a big miracle. I call it the extra special blessing. This message is for you. And if you know somebody that needs to hear it, share the message, SoundCloud or whatever it is with them, and you'll see that God has not changed. He's the same. So Ruth, against all odds, was blessed beyond her wildest dreams, all because of her wholeheartedness towards Naomi. We know nothing else about Ruth. There's nothing else she did that we know about. The Shunammite woman, too, long after she had given up all hope for a child, she had accepted her lot. And if you listen to me online and the doctor says it is over, I am here to tell you it is not over until God says it is over. The Shunammite woman was a wealthy woman. She was a Christian. She was well behaved. But she had a problem that she had adjusted to that problem. Any problem will not fit you. I'm preaching the gospel to you that God can use wholeheartedness to, to bury that problem. And you will never deal with it again in Jesus name. The Shunammite woman, long after she had given up all hope for a child, conceived a son just because of her wholeheartedness towards the right person. Elisha. The thing about wholeheartedness is don't go and go waste your wholeheartedness towards somebody that does not matter. The Bible says do not cast your pearl towards a swine or towards swine. Swine does not, is not an abuse. Somebody that does not matter. And I said on Sunday, some of us have zeroed the people that mattered. And now, life is hard. It, sometimes, the way forward is backwards. You see, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When I preach like this and your heart starts beating, you know that the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you something. You need to go and make peace with some, somebody, if you are that person, that is relevant in your life. Can I tell you something? Some people are covenant partners for your destiny. They are so important you cannot afford to walk away from them. And then some friends tell you, don't mind him, what is it? Do your own thing. That's the story today. Can I tell you something? Life go hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. That's what the Bible says. May our life not be hard in Jesus' name. Just because of our wholeheartedness towards Elisha. Elisha himself received double portion anointing. It has never been heard before. Elijah the Tishbite. The Bible doesn't tell us who his father or mother was. He was such a special, dangerous prophet who called fire. Listen, when people call fire on sacrifice, it is dry. He said, pour water. Let it be soaked in water before he called fire. At the water, at the sacrifice. Whoosh, that kind of prophet. Then you now get double what that man got. Jesus is Lord. He got double portion anointing all because of what? His wholeheartedness towards Elijah. He didn't say, but Elijah had given up. He didn't say because Elijah ran away from, what's that? Ahab's wife, Jezebel. He didn't say, it is, it's not your business. Elijah said, God, kill me. I'm afraid. I'm done. It's not your business. You just show your wholeheartedness, collect your destiny and move on. The sons of the prophet were telling him, we are still following him, it's over. He said, shut up. Waiting concern you there. You know some people, you need to tell them to shut up. Stop putting your mouth in my business. You stay on your lane. Follow whoever God told you to follow, but please stay out of my business. The reason why some people are in the wrong lane today is because you listen to fools. The Bible says there are too many voices in the world. May the Lord scramble some voices from our ears in Jesus' name. Imagine somebody told Ruth, what are you doing with Naomi? You know, some people have nothing to give. But they are the ones that talk the most. You need to be selective. Love everybody. Be polite to everybody. But don't lend your ears to everybody. The word is sufficient for the wise.
I want I said to you that the only qualification of Ruth to this extra special blessing, what did I call it? Extra, come on now, special. If you say it, you will get it. What did I call it? Extra special blessing. The only qualification was the way she showed wholeheartedness to Naomi as her wholeheartedness towards God. I want you to take it to Ruth chapter 2, verses 11 to 12. I want you to bring up that scripture on the screen. Ruth 2, 11 to 12. Hallelujah. I want you to be able to follow me if multimedia, yeah. And Boaz, read with me. And Boaz answered and said what to her? It has been fully, what? I want to hear you. It has been fully reported to me that all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how that you left how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you do not know before verse 12 the lord come on now the lord repay your work and a full reward be given to you by the lord god of israel under whose wings you have come for refuge that was her only CV. It was more than enough. The man started praying. May the Lord repay your work. He recognized work. He put a value to your work. Stop hanging around people who don't put a value to your work. It takes somebody who recognizes your good deeds. They put a huge value to it that can pray like this. It says, may the Lord repay your work. Plus, add a full reward to, to you from the God of Israel. The message translation, bring that one up. That even drives the point home even better. Read with me. Boaz answered her and said, I have heard all about you. Heard about the way you treated your mother-in-law after the, after the death of her husband. And how you left your father and mother and the land of your birth. And have come to live amongst a bunch of total strangers. God reward you well. Stop there. Reward is different from reward you well. We say it in Nigeria colloquially. We say well, well. May God reward you and I well, well. <laughs> This man started to pray. How could she lose? God reward you well. Come on now, read with me. For what you have done and with a generous bonus besides from God. To whom you come seeking protection under his wings. Some people, nothing you do will make them pray like this. Nothing you do will they even give the right value to what you're doing. That's how you know that that's not the person you cast your pearl before. This man was mesmerized by the simple thing she did. Let me ask you, isn't it painful you do, 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 do? No recognition. No, come on now, no appreciation. Have you not been in that kind of relationship before? There's nothing you do. They just minimize it. They look for your fault. This man did not see any fault. Hello, somebody. Why are you all quiet? I said, why are you all quiet? Is this not the Bible? It says, God reward you well for what you have done. That's why the Bible says, don't cast your pearl before swine. Don't do your wholeheartedness in the wrong place. Don't give it to the wrong people. They don't even have no anointing. They're not going to pray. Nothing they say will register in heaven. What is wrong with you? It says, and with a generous bonus beside from God. A man that can say that, and God says, go and marry her. He's rejoicing. He has recognition. And everything you want, he has a lot of it. If he's fine, he's he fine. Is he money? He has money. Is he business? He Is he position? He has position. Does he have covenant with God? He has. Hello, somebody. Somebody say extra special blessing. 
And because he was going to be in the line of David, his seed was going to put you in the trajectory of Christ. Even Jesus is called the what? The son of David. You know, some people really, honestly, they don't matter. What, when are we going to learn to take your best and stay with somebody that matters? Okay. Let me now ask a question. Did Naomi look anything like a person who could arrange this kind of extra special blessing for Ruth? Did she look like the kind of person that could arrange this extra special blessing? So, what does that tell you? You cannot be led by the scene of the eye. You should see people by recognition from your spirit. She had lost her husband. She has lost her two sons. She went back broke. But she was carrying a covenant. She said, is it not time I arrange a happy home for you? And as soon as she said it, things start happening. I showed you on Sunday. It says, he will not rest until he marries you. And immediately everything started happening. Father, any waka waka that people are wakaing, Father, please return everybody to the right lane in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the, 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 the lesson is this, we cannot afford to judge by the scene of the eye. Ephesians 1 verse 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Where is your amen? I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of your calling and so that you might partake of the riches of the glory of the heritage saints, which is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. Did that power work for uh, Ruth or not? One time. You know, the thing about God is, do you know when God wants to bless you, it doesn't matter what you don't have. Hello? She was not a virgin. Everything was wrong. That's why we should seek God more than anything else. That's why we should serve God more than anybody else. Because God is able to do exceedingly, come on now, abundantly above whatever you think, ask, or imagine. Ruth, from nowhere, she was not even Jewish. What Boaz should have said normally is that, ah, it's because my cousin married an infidel. That's why he died. His brother too died. Which one is this one? It didn't matter. Look at the result. Obed, Jesse, David, Solomon. She was now the great-great-grandmother of Solomon. From being a nobody. Lift up your hand to God. Say, Lord, do extra special something in my life too. If you can do it for Ruth, please, Lord, do it in my own household. Do it amongst my own people. Do it also in grace assembly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Let me ask you, what did Ruth see? What do you think she saw? How can we, our eyes become sharp like that? Put your hand on your eyes. Say, Father, <laughs> ah, having eyes some don't see, that will not be my portion in Jesus' name. Ah, Lord, give me eyes salve to anoint my eyes so that I see who matters and I stop wasting my time with those that do not matter. Ah, Father, and open the eyes of my understanding that from today I will walk worthy of the Lord. My wholeheartedness will not be wasted. I will not become old when I realize I have been demonstrating it in the wrong place. Father, help every one of us, including those who are watching online, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. This is how God rewards wholeheartedness. 
You know, God doesn't really need you to do it directly to him. He's God. But there are some people that God loves. I says, if you do it to him, you have done it to me. But most and generally, Christians say, I am doing something for God. I'm doing something for God. But you don't, nothing like that towards anybody. Your faithfulness, mm -hmm. your giving, mm -hmm. your care, mm -hmm. your celebrating something. Mm -hmm. After church, there's nobody that is sacrosanct to you. You can rubbish anybody, you can fight with anybody, you can walk away with anybody, you can call anybody names. This generation need to hear this truth. Those that consider worthless idols, they forsake their own mercy. May we not forsake our own mercy in Jesus' name. I'm going to read the story of um, um, the Shunammite woman. But before that, does anybody have a contribution or a question? Anybody? You have a contribution or a question? How many of you understand what I'm saying? How many of you are tapping into it? There is somebody around you. You don't even need to look for that person. God orders the steps of the righteous. You just need to recognize. You must start with your parents. On no account should you dishonor your parents. It is not allowed under any circumstances. On no account, whether it's your biological parent or your adopted parent or your spiritual parent, to toy down, it is not allowed. The next thing is there are people that God has put authority in them for you. You need to be wise to demonstrate wholeheartedness. When, okay, when Ruth was following her, did she say, if I follow you, something will happen? No. He said, God forbid that I'll turn away from you. And it was based on empathy. He says, how can you go alone? Who will look after you? How can it be? After all, you produce the son that I married. How can no 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 no? Wherever you go, I go. It says, wherever you die, I will die. Wherever you are buried, that's where they'll bury me. Wholeheartedness is all the way. Hello. You know, this generation, you don't know anything called all the way. Everything is breakable in this. Anything you break it. There's the one thing they do now, ghosting. They just small, have a small quarrel with you, they ghost you. Stupid and nonsense and ridicule and rubbish. You ghost your destiny. Of course, there's some people you should ghost. <laughs> Nuisances, you can ghost them. But please, before you ghost, pray. Say, is this person critical for my future? You cannot ghost your parents. Even when they are wrong. Hello. You cannot honor your father and your mother. The first commandment without a condition. That it may be well with you. You know what well means? For you to do well in life, don't try it. That may be well with you and your days may be long. It's one thing for you to have money. It's another thing for you to live long enough to enjoy it. You see, a lot of people here are not parents here. That's why nobody's clapping for me. Those that are parents should be clapping for me. And those that want to be parents should be clapping for me because you see what goes around is coming around. The way you're ghosting your parents, your children are waiting for you. Aha. Uh -huh. Hello, somebody. Am I making some sense now? I know the children's church is my favorite church, but I need to talk to them too. Praise God. Now, I'm saying that be careful how you measure people. When Opa turned back, you know what Ruth should have told her? I said, but Opa turned back, nothing happened to her. She didn't die. No shaking. I beg, I don't tire. Miss if they go. But wisdom, God gave this Ruth wisdom. A whole book. How is it that a whole book is named after somebody that is not an Israelite? A whole book in this Bible 
Samuel was a prophet. A whole book to a woman who was a loser at the beginning. Go and think about it. And the only thing that changed her life is the person she showed wholeheartedness to. You, I'll leave that matter for another day. Help me bless God this evening. I want to read 2 Kings 4, 11 to 17. And this time, this is a story of the notable woman. The word notable may be the woman owns Shelley. She did, can't pay. It's happening for her. Nothing, nothing, nothing they shake. So, but no matter how good she looked, there was something missing in her life that will have characterized her till her death. I want to pray one prayer that what does not fit us that we're managing will not stay with us until our death in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, and it happened one day. Someone say one day. <laughs> and it, ha- it will happen for you to one day. <laughs> so very, very soon that one day will come to pass. It happened one day that, he, that when Elisha came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there, the woman built a place. Somebody say wholeheartedness. Before she used to stay in the guest room, said, no, 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 that guest room, we need to be at home before he can enter. Let's build him a place that he has his own keys. Anytime he comes, he doesn't, let him be free. And they built that place. So he turned in there. And when he got there, something occurred to him. There's something about people that God has planted in our life who, on, who appreciate wholeheartedness. Verse 12 says, Then he said to Gehazi's servant, Call this Shunammite woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him. Listen to this very well. And he said to her, Say now to her, Look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. Your wholeheartedness, I value it. May we not cast our pearl before swine in Jesus' name. What kind of amen is that? What can I do for you? There are people that can do a lot that will not do it, even if you beg them. They are not the people you should show your wholeheartedness to. This man said, what can you do? He says, from any angle, do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king? The king is the king. No greater authority. Or the commander of the army, what is it? From one end of the spectrum to the another end, I can do it for you. And she answers, says, I dwell amongst my own people. He said, I'm fine. Because she had learned to manage her disgrace. Any disgrace that we're using perfume to cover, the Lord will remove it in the Jesus name. So, he said, what then is to be done for her? He didn't stop at talking to her. When she left, he was still persecuting the matter. The people that you should show wholeheartedness to, they are determined to bless you. Nobody said anything. It's not a question of they want to bless you. They are determined that you must be blessed any which way. Lift up your hand to God. Say, Lord, let my life be like that. Let me be in the, on the receiving end. Let me also be able to bless somebody like that. She said nothing. As soon as you said, what is it that can be done for her? How many people will first ask you, what can I do for you? Please, when last did you, anybody ask you, say, what can I do for you? From one spectrum to another spectrum. Whether it is to go abroad or for me to build a house, whatever it is. When last did you hear that? If you said nothing, will they call somebody and say, please tell me, what can I do for her? Let me tell you, that is why your wholeheartedness must be to God. Who can raise a man like that for your family? Am I making some sense? So he, he asked his servant, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. Which means the end is near. 
The disgrace is supposed to be permanent. You know, some things you can't use to cover the lack of some things. You can't use money to cover the lack of children. You can't use children to cover the lack of money. <laughs> uh, you all keep it quiet. Is it which one do you want? One or the other one? Which one do you want? This one or that one? You are very wise. God is the God that gives both. And the God of grace assembly will do it for everyone of us in Jesus' name. <laughs> ah, verse 15. So he said, Elisha said to Gehazi, call her. And when he had called her, you know what? She didn't enter. She stood in the doorway. God wrote it there on purpose. Her attitude was like, I'm wholehearted to you. I don't want anything. And the question you're asking, I have agreed. There's no problem. So standing by the door is, I don't have time. This man who appreciated her wholeheartedness did not let her attitude stop him. There's some people, once you get one little thing wrong, they have deleted you, they've ghosted you. Her attitude was poor. She stood by the door. It's like, look at what happened. She stood in the doorway. How can somebody powerful call you, you stand in the doorway? Do you think Elisha did not notice? When you demonstrate wholeheartedness to God through somebody, that God has put you in their heart. There's nothing you do. You will be blessed by force by fire. You will be blessed by what? By force by fire. He didn't say anything. And so, she stood at the doorway. Then Elisha said, Attitude or no attitude, about this time next year, you shall embrace the son. And she said what? If you think I was wrong in her attitude, what did she say? Read it now. No, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maid servant. Verse 17, read with me. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elisha told her. She said, I don't want anything. She said, I'm good. She had a bad attitude, but her wholeheartedness was so complete. You know the thing about wholeheartedness? When you get it right, you cannot even be disqualified from the blessing. Don't wait for anybody. Clap if you want to clap. Just See, this one is solo revelation. Wholeheartedness is so powerful that when you demonstrate it to God, you see, you can't see God. God does not eat bali and ekpa. When you do it for the right person, God will so put you in the person's heart. Just like Naomi told Ruth, is it not about time that I arrange a home for a man that will love you and take care of you? That was the description. And he said, go. I said, the man will not rest. Before the end of the day, he will give you a ring. And it came to pass. This woman said, I, I, I want nothing. I'm fine. She stood by the doorway. There was no introduction to the subject. He just told her, about this time next year, it's as if somebody forced blessing on her. Wholeheartedness is so powerful. You know what happens? You can't escape the result. But if you demonstrate it to the wrong person, you're just wasting your life. You know what it leads to? Frustration. That's why you don't like anybody anymore. You have been sowing in a dead field. To Naomi, to Ruth, she got the extra special blessing of marrying the man of the hour. The man who was going to be in the lineage of Christ. It doesn't get any better than that. 
To this woman, the thing that they've been using to insult her behind her back, God removed the shame. So her blessing became complete because of wholeheartedness. To Elisha, it was a spiritual gift. Double the best thing that ever happened up until that time in ministry. Double it. And he was not the son of a prophet. Usually, you have to be the son of a prophet. He was not. He was a businessman. I want to ask you today. What is it that you're struggling with in demonstrating wholeheartedness? Is it that you don't know who to demonstrate it to? Or you don't want to? Or your heart is broken because you have done wholeheartedness and nothing came out of it but could that not be that you did not know the right person i want to ask a question do you get it do you get it do you have a question let me ask you a question who do you know there's none of us that does not have somebody around us because god orders the steps of the righteous wholeheartedness is the bridge between where you are and where God wants you to be so if you don't climb that bridge you can't cross to the other side so I am showing you that that other side is your portion but there is only one thing you have to climb the bridge extra special blessings I don't want to go into um, Elisha's zone because of time. I want us to have a discussion. Do you know who God has planted around you that you should demonstrate wholeheartedness to? The Shunammite woman could have built a 14-story building for anybody else. Nothing Goshele. She would have died barren. But the Bible says, none shall be barren in the land. <laughs> she only built a guest chalet. And it produced an amazing result. The boy even died. The same Elisha said, what? Forget it. A life for a life. He prayed, nothing happened. He laid down on the boy. You know what he did? He exchanged his life for the boy. God says, I can't take you. Raise the boy. She lost her money, ran away as a refugee because enemies came around. When she came back, Elisha was the king. He said, that's the woman. He said, restore her land to her. And all the, all, the, all, the, all the money she should have made from the land, give it to her. And that was what happened. Seven years of income was given to her in one day. She was just happy to be home to nothing. Seven years. Want, can you imagine your seven-year income given to you when nobody had anything? One time, had a land restored to her. Wholeheartedness. Any questions? Yes, sir. You're not asking questions, you're not answering. At least clap for him. Come on now. <laughs> Praise, the, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir, for this uh, team. I, this is a big sermon. I went home last Sunday, I mean, thinking. You said something that um, forgiveness, true love, is when you show it to someone that is not repentant. I stand and begin to look at it. It's so difficult in our normal logic. Mm -hmm. We want to forgive somebody who has shown some little remorse. You know? <laughs> That's the normal. Can I forgive somebody that is even doing younger to me? I begin to wonder what kind of love is that? And I said, I now begin to study. I said, wait, that's the only love. Now, the story of the of Ruth is the story of God. Uh, we are calling it wholeheartedness. It's coming to me more of like unconditional love. You know, it's a story of courage in the midst of hopelessness. The woman decided to follow a mother-in-law that probably nothing will come out of. And then, um, as she said, where you go, I will go. 
the God I will serve. So probably she understood that even though things were bad, no husband. Yes, at that point, at that things were bad for her and for Naomi too. Things yes, were bad. But she was still thinking about God. Because at a time when things become very terrible for us, we lose track. We don't even remember God. What we are your hands to... doing? You need to clap. At the time when things are bad, you suddenly delete even God. All the rules and the laws of God, you just walk away from it. We go to panic mode. We begin to seek help, probably where there's no help. Then this story is coming to me much like most of why, how do we know, how do we, how do we spot who will do this old hearted loss to? But it comes to me like when we do this old heartedness love to someone, God will actually reward us. Because most of the things we do, the truth is that most 90% of what we do, the love we share is transactional. We do, we love, we do things for you because we expect you will do things for us in return. Thank you. Can you clap for him? <laughs> but it is wholeheartedness. Bring the slide for the sermon. It is wholeheartedness to God through man. Yes. It's not really wholeheartedness to the man as the end result. No, the end game is you're passing it through that person to God. So God to whom you did it is the one that will reward you. That's why I said wholeheartedness, when you get it right, even if you struggle like the Shunammite man, God will find a way to impose your blessing on you. You can't fail. Glory to God. I... There, there are questions. I want to hear the questions from you. Why don't we think like that anymore? Can I tell you something? With first rule is person no be personal. When you look at everybody, say everybody not person, person not person, it's not true. The first category you must remove is your parents. Your parents not be ordinary personal. Remove them. Touch not. No file. Then after that, there are one or two people. Why? How did the Shunammite woman know? When she was passing by, the man was stay. Then she went to her husband, let us build a house. You see, before, it was half-heartedness when they used to stay in the guest room. When they built that house, wholeheartedness, something was done. When he was passing by, nothing happened like this now. It was after they graduated. Maybe again, some of us, is that half-hearted we stopped. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? The man, Bible says, Elisha used to pass through the town and she would tell him to stay in the guest room. Then one day, Elisha never said the room is too small. He said, no, 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 no. no. Let us build him a place. Jehovah heard. She moved from half-hearted to whole-hearted. The next time the man came, he said, call her. That nothing you say today, you are going to be blessed. Nothing you do today, you're going to be blessed. Ah, may that day come for everyone. Bible says, and it happened one day. Do you know, between here and where you want to be, it's just one day. May we not miss that day in Jesus' name. Now, imagine the people that used to mock that woman. Money, Miss Road. You know, get picking. All kinds of things. She had adjusted to it. God says, you will not continue like this. Is it possible that it is half-heartedness that we have been practicing? I'm asking a question now. Is it possible that it's a half-heartedness? Because when Elisha passed, he used to stay there. Nothing happened. She came one day and said, no, no, no. Let's do better than that. Let's put it in overdrive. Built him. And this time, they built it in a way that was going to be comfortable for the man. Can somebody please then answer me? What is the difference between half-heartedness and wholeheartedness? Maybe that's the real question. Is it possible 
that what we're calling wholeheartedness is half-heartedness. Why is everybody quiet today? Is it that you don't get it or you're thinking? Sir, half-heartedness is driven by, probably first by emotion, first by pity, and, and perceived need for someone. But wholeheartedness is driven by passion, total, unconditional, the zeal, you know, the feel that I really need to do this. I see beyond the need. Because most of the things we do, it's not, it should not be need-driven. It should not be need-driven. But half, like, wholeheartedness is not need-driven. It's total. We are looking beyond that person. What are your hands doing? Going all the way. Sir. Ruth so, didn't say where you go left, that's when I will go back. He said, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you sleep, that's where I will sleep. Whatever you eat is what I eat. Wherever you die is where I die. You see, wholeheartedness is all the way. Sir, God gave his begotten son I know God will have known that even after he has given up Jesus Christ and he has died for us, we will still fall his hand. He knew. <laughs> Yet, he still gave. That is wholeheartedness demonstrated. Let us clap for the Lord. Who's, who, uh, God is the standard of wholeheartedness. Imagine when Jesus said, if this were possible, let this cross pass away from me. If God was half-hearted, if now your son that you were struggling to give before, when you when I say, ah, this thing, let it pass away from me, you say, okay, that's fine. Now, at least I don't try. No. God turned his face away. You have to go. It's a wholehearted thing. Glory to God. A round of applause for Pastor <laughs> Pastor Love Etefia. Praise the Lord. Okay, so this is going to be a question because um, <laughs> in the beginning you said something that struck me you said that we must be attentive to be able to perceive those who god have planted in our lives that's right so which means in every journey god plants people in our lives every one of us to guide us to help us to build us to wherever god wants to take us to and so as i read the story of ruth as much as we've now come to see Ruth as um, um, a blessed person, but I, I take back and I look at um, the other daughter-in-law okay. and what Naomi said to them, which um, um, could have convinced them to go back yeah. in totality. But as we began to read, I began to see where Boaz was saying, it was looking as if um, Ruth was following Naomi, but... Uh, Boaz was now talking about the CV, like you said, of what Ruth did. The good things yeah. she did to Naomi, which would have been the other way around. So my question would then be for those, because this just looks like Ruth came to a family, like every other person get married and have mother-in-laws or father-in-laws. We just mm -hmm. see them as, okay, it's natural, they are mother-in-laws. But this was more than a mother-in-law. So it was a mother-in-law who God had planted. I, we, uh, my mind also flashed back to the story of Samuel and Eli. He was just an, like a regular servant. But it was beyond a regular servant. It was an Eli God planted to help Samuel. Yeah. I look at the story like Elisha and Elijah. It was more than just a spiritual father to him. Every other person had a spiritual fathers at that time. But these were beyond examples. They were go people God have planted in families, in business, in careers, in ministries. So my question then, as, as I began to ask the question, uh, I began to find answers to myself that beyond finding yourself, we are not by mistake. We don't find ourselves in ministries. We don't find ourselves in jobs. We don't find ourselves in, in, in families. You, it's not a mistake that house girl came to you. It's not a mistake you became a house servant to someone. It's not a mistake you are working six months for someone. It's not a mistake you found yourself in Grace Assembly. God is orchestrating us part-time and making people uh, to be, to, to be, for us to be planted within those uh, environments so that people around there which God have um, helped us to meet 
will help us to accomplish even what God wants us to accomplish. Praise the Lord. That's right. You know, what is clear to me is that something told Ruth that God will be happy with you if you took care of this woman. You know, there's some things you know you can't explain. But generally, we know it, but after a while, we give ourselves enough reason why we don't do it anymore. She, there was a recognition. The Shunammite woman looked at Elisha. She first did a half-hearted, it was okay. The guest room was already there. She didn't need to create it. You see, when you do some things that are convenient and so on, you can't be sure it's wholehearted. The one that got the attention of heaven was the one she had to create. So when you want to be wholehearted, it has to be something out of the ordinary. She knew. She told her husband, there is this special man of God that passes by. Who do you know, honestly, inside your stomach, that the person is special? Or let me put it this way. Have you not met people before that something tells you this person is special? You know what happens? Somebody will come or a situation will come. You will now begin to challenge what you know. The sons of the prophet said, Elijah is done. He's going today. Nothing is going to happen. Join us. Elijah said, be quiet. Where we miss it, a lot of people, is somebody's comment. Even in church, you need to stay away from some people. They're not listening to the sermon. They're just making comments. They're just making comments. You just move your seat. Some people came to Grace Assembly. Something told you that this is a special church. It's between you and God. How then do you let somebody uproot you? You walked in a place, you met somebody, and something is telling you that this person is special. Then some other staff started talking rubbish. After one week, you joined them. Three sets of sons of prophets told Elisha, come and join us. For the three times you said, keep quiet. There was no negotiation. Can I ask you, have you not met people before? Like your dad. I know the man is a special man. And then somebody comes and tries to put a wedge. Okay, so he has some problem. Huh? Does that change being special? Special is who God made you. Why are you looking at me? You're not being honest. Have you? Okay, let me put... How many of you have met somebody before that you know the person is special? I'm looking at you. You mean all your life you have not met somebody. Whether you handle the relationship well or not, is not what I'm asking. But you know that somebody is special. You know what God wanted you to do? That it is me talking to you. And special, honestly, is God saying the person is special. It's not because the person is trying to be special. When they allowed him to be staying in the guest room, do you know some of our friends that want to stay in the guest room may come the first time, somebody's there. Come and say, this man said you own too much. Is that how our friendship is now? So I can't stay with you anymore. You know what that is saying? Don't let him stay here often. The friend you're talking about is just some kind of ordinary friend. Challenging a covenant relationship. And the time she went to her husband to say, let us build, if some people heard, he said, ah, you've done enough now. Some people don't even give them any lunch. He eats in your house, he sleeps in your house. Wait, you don't do. That's where some of us miss it. You stop half-hearted. When your heart was telling you, go to wholehearted. But thank God for her husband. 
you better be with somebody. When you want to switch from half-hearted to wholehearted, somebody that will agree with you. Can multimedia bring up that scripture where Second uh, Kings chapter two, I think, where she said she went to her husband and said, "Let us build a house." When you spoke to somebody, what did the person say to you? Did they agree with you? That's where a lot of us missed it. Can somebody help me find that scripture? When she spoke to her husband, I thought multimedia was going to do that for me. Second Kings 4. If you roll from verse 1, you will, before we get to 11, you will see... Uh, scroll down. Is that Second Kings 4? Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Go to like 7. Verse 9. Aha. And she said to her husband, are you listening to me now? That's why you must speak who is close to you. Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God. Who told her? You know, there is a voice inside you. There were many people that called themselves prophets and said, this one is a holy man of God. Who passes us regularly? Go on. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is... Uh, let us what? Please, come on and read with me. Let us make a small upper room on the wall. And let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn it there. Which means nobody else had the key to that place. If the husband said no, will wholeheartedness happen? Which is why you must speak somebody well, who you share your knowing with. The man said yes. And the next thing happened. And that's the story. I want to ask you, if you are somebody's mate who wants to move to wholeheartedness, what would you say? Would you say yes? Would you say no? I want us to stand on our feet. Extra special blessings are hanging in this room right now. You want to pray for yourself, Father, I have heard the truth. The nature of God has been revealed to me. There is all possibility that everything about my life can change because you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That which I've learned today, let it be to my advantage. If you don't know somebody who you should be show wholeheartedness to pray say lord show me if you knew somebody you walked away say lord make help me make it right and if you are still on half-hearted you want to go to wholehearted you want to just pray say lord give me the grace there are just some things you cannot do on your own there's some levels you cannot get to by yourself but god has planted somebody around you that god will listen to them concerning you. Pray, say, Lord, show me. Pray, say, Lord, help me to move to wholeheartedness from half-heartedness. Pray, say, the voice, ah, the voice that we say, ah, your own too much, you don't do. Say, Lord, scramble that voice. Remove that person from around me so that getting it right, the extra special blessings that would take me from nobody to become a great person. Ah, that I will not miss it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now help me pray for somebody around you. Pray for somebody. Say, God will enlighten your eyes of understanding. You will not miss it. You will not demonstrate wholeheartedness in a desert place. God will order your steps to the right person. You will get it right. Your life will change for better. Heaven will respond to you. Your extra special blessing will be superimposed upon your life. 
you will not miss it in the name of the lord jesus christ that knowing that knowing that you know that you know that you know that this is a special person lord just like ruth we will get it right just like the shunammite woman we will move from half-heartedness to wholeheartedness we will not lend our ears to naysayers that our lives may prove that god is a god of extra special blessings thank you father for hearing us father we give you the praise we give you the glory blessed be god in jesus mighty name amen amen help me bless god this evening for god revealing himself and the pattern of god to us in the name of jesus no 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 i didn't say clap because i clap if you know that god gave you a gift today a life-changing gift amen now you may be seated help me look at somebody say are you sure i'm not the special person you should be showing wholeheartedness to help me look at someone say are you sure look at me where well, well. are you sure that i'm not the one <laughs> glory to god 